0: Hello. It is podcast time. Let's go! Hi. Welcome to the Arch Independent Show. I am Tommy. I am the host. This is episode number eight of the 2024 Arch Independent Podcast Series. Let me begin by acknowledging the feedback that I received from the last episode and there was a lot of it to all my homies who reached out. Thank you. It was a bit of an unusual episode last time. I don't usually just walk off my own podcast, but I was having some cognitive dissonance and it definitely showed. So much of the feedback was from the people who have known me the longest. You recognized that something strange was happening, and you definitely did not want to miss out on your chance to make fun of me for it. So, sincerely, I appreciate it. I was in a weird place, man. I was in a weird place then. <laughs> it was weird. But, in all seriousness, sometimes it is difficult to reconcile it all. I really want to believe that people are good and decent. I want to believe that at scale, humans value things like honesty and integrity, but we don't. We just don't. At scale, people equal shit. And I have been trying so hard to find some silver lining. We spent quite a bit of time on this podcast series reviewing human behavioral research, studying philosophy, reading seminal legal cases, all just trying to find some kind of signal in the noise, and there just isn't one, man. It's a cycle, and we have repeated it. Despite all of our advanced technology, despite all the gains in wisdom and lived experiences, We just repeat the cycle. And I did not want to believe that that could happen, especially when it was so centered on the legal profession. There might be some bruised ego there. I respect what it means to be a member of a bar association. The model rules of professional conduct mean something, or at least they're supposed to. However the team good assholes that surround us have just disgraced it all. They shove the profession's nose in shit. They shove honesty and integrity's nose in shit. They are just hideously unethical people. And it's all in service of a garbage political party. I mean, if they were doing this to elevate Gandhi, it might be a different story. But They do it in service of people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. That's really the cognitive dissonance that I was experiencing on the last show. I wanted to believe that we could course correct before we completely destroyed all the institutions. But we did not. And I did not want to accept the reality of this place that we've arrived at. The intellectual dishonesty is so gross, but we have it in such spades, and there are so few that will ever speak real truth to real power. We have no legitimate counterculture. I mean, you are not going to hear Green Day sing about the fact that Joe Biden is a full blown fucking dementia patient that can barely walk up a flight of stairs. You will never see a late-night talk show breaking down all the times that pedo Bill Clinton flew to Epstein's Island to fuck underage girls. You won't see any entertainer or any artist speak real truth to any of the hellscapes that our inner cities have become after decades of exclusively Democrat control. These people just go along with anything, and it happens over and over even something as extreme as the FDA and CDC repeatedly misinforming the public, coming out and telling everyone, hey, if you take this jab, you won't get sick. And when that turns out to be complete horseshit, nobody says a fucking word. Everyone's just, oh, okay, no problem. We're still team good. We're still the science. The CDC, the FDA, they blatantly lied about the pharmaceutical they were mandating, but it's the orange man that's bad. So, let's just not talk about this anymore, okay? There's no consequences. This horrific behavior goes unaccounted for. So yeah, in truth, nothing matters, and I didn't want to believe that, so I kind of walked off my own show in disgust. But... We're back, and the truth is that a massive segment of our society really did base their medical decisions entirely on partisan politics and that whole retarded orange man bad thing. That is what happened. They fucking pwned themselves over a stupid game show host. I don't know, man, but they did it. Uh, They went full jab I'm blessed to have witnessed this mass formation psychosis in real time and had the opportunity to document it, despite having to deal with a bit of the cognitive dissonance there that came along with all of it, because people really do equal shit, homies. Um, I changed the format of the show back in the day to this documentary style because of all the weirdness that came along with the Trump stuff. I wanted to have a time capsule capture all of the craziness and everything from the stupid Russiagate years to the present. It's all there now. The Arch Independent Archive is pretty solid record of what it was like to live through this era. In the context of the pandemic, I have an episode from August 30th, 2021, the week that the FDA released their approval of the Pfizer jab. I titled that show Politicization because after reading the FDA Biologics License Agreement, it was clear and obvious that we were the victims of a massive medical fraud. But instead of simply reading the documentation, understanding the actual science, and then speaking honestly about it, people defaulted to politics— If you took the jab, you were a team good Democrat. And if you declined the jab, you were an evil MAGA extremist. The mass formation psychosis was just insane. And again, I realize that nobody's ever going to be honest about that. They will never admit that, yeah, I based my medical decision on MSNBC and the Joe Biden administration. But so many people really did choose Jab Reich based on that whole moronic team good versus MAGA dynamic. probably don't need to tell you how sick and deranged that is, but the dominant culture leftists went ahead and they put themselves on a phony pedestal. They convinced themselves that they were all-knowing, all righteous heroes of the world, and that anyone who dared defy them would be punished severely. And um, I would prefer not to live in that stupid left-first-right paradigm, but that's what it was. However, it's also the same thing that we have always done throughout human history. Over and over, the dominant culture always seems to behave this way. I mean, it would have been fine if they just based their own medical decision on being a psychotic partisan idiot, but they could not stop there they had to demand that everyone take the Team Good juice. And it was such an incredible moment in history to live through, especially when I had actually read the BLA in August of 2021, and I knew they were all just talking out their ass. It's mind-numbing. I put it on tape. I fired up these microphones and documented just how crazy and unscientific the Team Good Jabrike was Because I stuck to the legitimate science, everything in my August 2021 podcast stands the test of time. You can play that show right now and you will get truthful, accurate information, whereas the rest of the world was off in la-la crazy land. They spent another year and a half forcing an unsafe medical product on people, even after it became clear that they were wrong about everything. That's the the whole dominant culture the desire to ride with the power is so persuasive otherwise decent people really will do what's convenient even if it means believing things that are demonstrably false or doing things that are hideously wrong i didn't want to believe that our modern society could still be that dysfunctional but womp womp we are the truth is People equal shit, and we ain't gonna make it. How's that for an uplifting show open? Alright, let's do something a little different. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Well, not just Taylor Swift, but a copyright lawsuit that I thought was pretty fascinating. We don't have a full record here because the parties agreed to drop the case, which is generally indicative of a settlement. Those types of settlements are not disclosed in court. We are in U.S. District Court with Judge Michael Fitzgerald, and he signed an order to dismiss a lawsuit by Sean Hall and Nathan Butler. Hall & Oates, no Hall and & Butler, and they were in the group 3LW, and back in 2001, Y2K, maybe Y2J, if you are a wrestling fan from back in that era, and they had the 3LW song, Players Gone Play. You may be more familiar with Taylor Swift's Shake It Off, which includes the lyrics, players are gonna play, 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 and haters are gonna hate, hate, hate. It's a very catchy song if you haven't heard it, but I'm not here to do the Swifty thing. I'm here to do the intellectual property thing. Here's why I think this one is interesting, because after Hall and Butler filed, naturally Taylor Swift's counsel moves to dismiss, but Butler and Hall survive that motion to dismiss. And that's what leads to the settlement But it leaves the question open in this songwriting context of how close does it have to be? Because there are no similarities between Players Gonna Play, the 3LW song, and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift other than the concept. Like, it's not a lyrical match, it's not a musical match, it's not like Klepto Zeppelin for all those old school rock fans. Oh my god, the biggest band in the 70s just ripped off everything everyone left and right, note for note, it was crazy. But here this is actually a different type of case. This is not a direct lifting. What we have is a concept of player's gonna play, haters gonna hate. Off the top of my head, I know that Fleetwood Mac had a hit single in the seventies that the Cranberry Juice Skateboard Guy meme brought back, and it's Players Only Love You When They're Playing, Players Gonna Play, so Did 3LW lift the concept from Fleetwood Mac? Kind of see why I think it's interesting, because you could really go down this spiral of where does the IP begin? Where is the IP line on a general idea? It would have been great to have Taylor Swift's counsel briefed this. I think she's probably got the means to provide very good counsel, so I would have enjoyed seeing that. In particular, there was a cultural appropriation claim raised. You may be aware that Taylor Swift is a Caucasian woman, whereas Mr. Hall and Butler are African American. So... That would have brought us into a rather interesting and novel area of law about whether an entire class of people, such as members of a culture or a race, would be able to use a phrase and prohibit another culture or race from using it as intellectual property. I mean... I don't want to take us back into the la-la leftist land, but these are legitimate types of legal questions that you would face in 2024. Uh, It would have been cool to see some briefing on it, but again, it appears the case did settle after Hall and Butler survived their original swift attempt to dismiss. So we don't get to see the briefs. We don't get the answer from the court on the economic function of a singer-songwriter, where... Their job is to arrange words, melodies, phrases that are catchy so they can generate revenue by selling that musical product. I don't think I need to explain how the music business works. And there are many different reasons, of course, why artists become successful. But at the root of that success is they connect with an audience. We did get a couple of statements from Swift in the initial motions and paraphrasing her, I recall hearing phrases about players' play and haters' hate from my childhood while attending school in... God, I'm never gonna get this right. Why Missyung Hills? And in high school in Hendersonville. Continuing paraphrase so I can get through it quickly, these phrases were akin to other commonly used sayings like, don't hate the player, hate the game, take a chill pill, and say it, don't spray it. End of paraphrase. So really interesting there again is that question where does the ip kick in on something as conceptual as say it don't spray it if i wrote a song that had whoever smelt it dealt it not that i would ever do fart humor in a song but if i were to is that something where i could catch a case probably not because my fart song is not going to be downloaded a billion times like shake it off but given the amount of wealth that miss swift has attained i imagine we might see more of these types of ip lawsuits in the future who knows if we'll get a full case start to end but just wanted to put that out there something lighthearted and fun since the show has been a little heavy a little cognitively challenging lately all right homies have a good one take care out there